What is going on, crew? Today, I'm gonna share with you how you can fix your blood sugars quickly before your next doctor's appointment or, you know, before whatever else in life you wanna have your blood sugars running smoothly for, right? And uh, today we're talking about my recent, actually our, my, my family, me, Lisa, Brooklyn, uh, recent experience with trying our best to buy a house. And of course, we are in a different setup, as you can tell, because old old glory or old faithful camera finally broke <laughs> this is the camera that we we started this whole organization with and as you probably heard in the last episode there were some gnarly clicking sounds that were a little bit annoying so new camera new angle we're going to try this one out and i am pumped to share with you how to fix your blood sugars quick in a snap all right without any further ado let's get into our theme song I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type 1 diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. All right, so over the last couple of weeks, couple of months, couple of years, my wife and I have been trying to figure out where we're going to settle down. Now, we bounced up to L.A. for a while, Santa Clarita, now we're in Valencia, and it's just been uh, this crazy adventure, realizing that we've essentially been nomads since the day we got married. <laughs> my wife reminded me that I've been doing the nomad thing for years before we even got married, you know, living abroad and all this crazy stuff. Uh, but as we're searching for our forever home, right, an actual house, because we've never actually owned a house before, uh, we ran into a few interesting situations. The first one being we found the perfect place of what we thought was perfect, put down an offer that pushed our comfort zone quite a bit because, let's be honest, real estate is not a great thing to jump into right now. <laughs> the entire world or the nation really is uh, increasing. And of course, San Diego, which is where we're trying to move. Uh, I just read it was one of the, the most expensive places to buy a house in the nation. And it's the fastest growing market. It's, it's not a good time to be a buyer, basically is what I'm saying. So we did not choose the best time to do this. But we put an offer down, like I said, stretched our comfort zones, tried to jump into the perfect house and got outbid by like an enormous amount. Uh, we're pretty sure that a large corporation just purchased the process and swooped in at the last minute. It was frustrating. It kind of broke our hearts. Uh, but we continued the search, found some new options, and hopefully uh, in the next couple of episodes, I'll be able to share with you that we found our house. But at the moment, still waiting on that happy piece of news. But during this process, what we discovered is that there are a lot of people trying to flip these properties, right? Flip their real estate properties. And uh, what that looks like is somebody will buy a house, put a little bit of money into it real quick and then turn around and try to sell it right back to the market, right? And then try to make a quick buck. Now, the issue with this is that as we're looking at houses, I'm realizing like half the houses have been flipped. You know, I'll notice things in the construction that most people might not recognize. One, because I have a, a past working on property, like I worked with my dad on the yard, on the house growing up. So I know what to look for at a basic level. And uh, the second little I don't even know, advantage that I have at spotting the flipped houses is that I'm super tall. If you guys haven't met me in real life, I am enormous. Uh, and as a result, I almost hit my head on doorways and I can see closely the things that most people wouldn't be able to see. One of these houses that we were looking at, uh, we recognized that there were quite a few pieces missing. 
The light fixtures were not fully screwed into the ceiling, and I could tell because I can grab them, right, because I'm a giant. Uh, I noticed that the, the overhead beams in the house, there were exposed nails. The paint didn't match up along the beams, and it was a sloppy job. And I realized that a lot of times, like these flippers are trying to real quick get things fixed up, I remember back to when I was early in my diagnosis days with type 1 diabetes and how I used to, real quick, try to fix my A1C. And for those of you who don't know, the A1C is a three-month average. Three months. And I would try to fix it in two weeks. <laughs> like, oh no, I have an appointment with my endocrinologist in two weeks. I got to fix my A1C. I got to fudge my blood sugar numbers a little bit. You know, make sure that the glucometer doesn't catch all the bad blood sugars. And oh, it's this whole discussion in my own head. But ultimately, what I realized is that there is no true quick fix. Just like these flippers trying to really force these, these speedy turnarounds with these houses, I catch the exposed nails, the light fixtures that aren't completely attached, uh, the unleveled doorways where there's air coming in from the outside. People are going to notice because, yes, you can have speed, but usually when you increase speed, you decrease quality. Same thing with our blood sugars. Yes, you can fudge the numbers a little bit. Uh, you can try to only document the good numbers, right? But they're gonna notice, they know what to look for, right? When you go to the endocrinologist appointments, your PA, your doctor, they know what to look for. They know which numbers just to glance over to see if you are indeed in control or improving versus still doing the same old, same old, right? And you know, years ago, I used to try to fudge these numbers so bad. If I had a, a 400 blood sugar, I'd try and hang out in the 40s for an hour or two, which is terrible. Do not do that. That is not advice in any means because uh, you it's dangerous. You can die, right? But I figured, oh, I just, I'll try to average it out so that the, <laughs> the blood sugars on the average look good. And to a certain extent, it worked, but they'd always recognize that the individual blood sugars were a little bit rough, right? You see 440 in the same day, it's gonna bring up some questions. And so as you're looking at trying to fix your blood sugars really quick, there is no such thing as a quick fix without a long-term solution in mind. And so as we look at trying to prepare for an endocrinologist appointment two weeks away, there's two sides to this. One is two weeks away is too short to fix the entire problem, but you can hone in on specifics. Now, two weeks of documentation with your blood sugars, counting your carbs, measuring your food, taking the proper amount of insulin, being proactive, two weeks of doing that will yield a positive result. You will see improvement. So it is still a good idea to spend that time documenting, taking notes, making mental notes of what worked, what didn't, can I learn from my mistakes? But thinking that two weeks is enough time to fix everything, the last two years of irresponsible blood sugar management is not gonna work out, right? So the true source of fixing your blood sugars is going back to the source, right? Looking at the notes, looking at your CGM graphs, your blood sugar logs, analyzing your blood sugars just as with the houses that we're seeing you know my wife would go into the the sales history of these houses after i would point out oh this was a sloppy flippers job right like they did not take their time doing this she'd look up online the, the history of the house and find out that it was purchased and sold twice in the last four months you know <laughs> so each person put in a month or two of effort and then quick tried to sell it it just it's not the same 
and it never will be. You have to devote the time necessary because there aren't truly no shortcuts in life that will yield the same results as someone taking thoughtful care of that situation, whether it's diabetes or houses, right? It doesn't matter. Thoughtful consideration, proactiveness is going to help you achieve better results long term. But little sprints can absolutely still help. So action items for today. One, if you're in a spot where you need a sprint, and what I mean by a sprint is a short period of time that is defined, a start and an end, that is going to be used to get you up to speed for where you want to be and you have to be realistic with where you want to be. You can't say, oh, I'm at 20% time and range and I'm going to be at 100% in two weeks. It's probably not going to work. So you want to make it realistic, right? But those sprints can absolutely push you up to a spot where you feel momentum. You feel good about things because momentum comes from progress. You feel good about the progress. You want to keep going. This is how you get uh, motivated intrinsically. Now, the second half of that is once you have that momentum, not to let it go, not to become complacent, right? So the second half is then to develop your long-term plan. Okay, yes, now that I started pre-bolusing, what else can I do to build more momentum and continue moving towards my goals? Oh, I should probably start actually counting my carbs, right? Uh, I should probably look at uh, maybe exercising more regularly, drinking more water. In the last episode, we talked about healthy habits that if you missed that, it's five healthy tips to fix your blood sugars or something like that, right? Um, if you missed that, go check it out. But do look at what are the foundational healthy habits that the average human would benefit from? Spoiler alert, those are probably going to help your blood sugars too. Build out that 90-day plan. So yes, you can start with the sprint. You will see positive results if you put your mind to it, but you do need to look at the long term as well, fixing the actual source of what's causing the blood sugars to go wacky. It might be that you're taking the wrong amount of insulin. That's a possibility. That could be a conversation with your doctor. That could be you looking at your notes. Sometimes the numbers will jump out at you and you're like, wow, I need more insulin here or I need less insulin there. And it's, it becomes more obvious as you uh, accumulate that data, analyze your blood sugars over longer periods of time. The more time you have, the more easy it is to spot patterns like that, which is exactly why we have the Trending Health Journal, right? If you go to trendinghealthjournal.com, you can grab a copy there or even just see the template. You don't even have to buy it. You can just rip it off. You can take the picture of it <laughs> and make your own version. But if you do buy it, obviously we ship it to you and you can have a physical version. But that's the idea behind it is long-term data yields the patterns that can help us to make informed decisions to fix things at the root, right? Look at cause and effect. I want to fix the cause and the effect is positive, right? So um, as far as, you know, how do you do a quick fix of your blood sugars? There's usually a few different tweaks that you can make that will yield uh, big results in the immediate, but long-term, is it long-lasting? You have to fix it at the source. And to do that, you do have to take some time be intentional with your blood sugars and actually be proactive with it as well. So uh, action item for today, how can you improve? Do you need a sprint? Will you benefit from a sprint? Or should you start taking time to look at the big picture? Look for those data-driven uh, patterns that are going to help you isolate where you do need to make changes, maybe where you need to not make changes because it's already working. What's working? What's not? How can I improve tomorrow? That's the big tip for today. Now, again, as you've probably heard me talk about in the past, I'm going to keep drilling this one forward because this is how you make progress is learning new strategies, being open-minded. If you do not know what kind of patterns to look for, there is a training for that. 
You can find it for free, which means there's no excuse to not make forward momentum happen today. You can find that for free at diabetesinaction.com. In that training, I bring up something that's called the 80-20 blood sugar formula, all right? That is literally how I keep my blood sugars 94, 95% in range all the time. I mean, it's been years, but that's been my average time and time again. That is how I do it. I literally use that. I practice what I preach, go learn about it, do some actions today that make you gain that forward momentum, feel it, and continue making that progress. All right. Hope this was helpful for you. Go to diabetesinaction.com right now. Register for the free training. If you like what you see, there's some great bonus opportunities at the end. But either way, take notes, take action, and you got this. All right. I'll see you in the next episode. Do not forget to subscribe. Be sure to leave a comment. I love reading your comments on the YouTube videos, and I will see you guys in the next week's episode. Have a fantastic day and keep up the fight.